0: Church, well, I'm in uh, James chapter 4, starting in verse 13, and we're going to read through the end of the chapter, which is verse 17. Uh, Interesting little section uh, talking about God's will versus our wants, all right? And so this is what the Word of God says. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make profit, yet you don't know what tomorrow will bring. What your life will be. For you are like a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So it is sin to know the good and yet not do it. Uh, And there's three things I want to share with you guys this morning uh, and, and the first thing is, is really kind of the key, This is the key point for the whole morning. It's that, guys, uh, God's will should be the focus of our lives, right? God's will should be the focus of our lives. That's what our, our whole life should be centered around, wanting to do the will of God, right? God's will should be the center of our lives. And, and I want to remind you that James is writing this entire letter, he writes this epistle, uh, and, and he has a thesis statement. And that thesis is that there's all kinds of problems in the church, especially the church in Jerusalem, which he oversaw. And, uh, and, and, but he tracks all the problems of the church, all the problems of the lives of Christians. He kind of tracks down to one commonality, and it's a lack of spiritual maturity. And, and so he begins this little odd section, uh, basically, again, we go back to the thesis, it, by giving us an example of something a spiritually immature person might say. Right? And 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 this is this is what they they would would say, right? They begin by talking about, well, well listen, you know what? Let's go, let's let's take a year and we're gonna go here and we're gonna make a bunch of money and 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 all that conversation, all their plans, the spiritually immature person, all their plans are based upon personal earthly gain and wealth. And so they're boasting, they're boasting, you know what, man, we're going we're gonna to do so good this year. It's going to be a banner year. We're going to make so much money. So everything's focused on personal gain, and they're kind of boasting in this plan. And, and James is like, that's not how you guys should think. That's not how you should act. And that's definitely not how Christians should plan their life. That's not what the sinner, it's not what your life should revolve around. And, and, and so here's the key verse to the whole passage. It's verse 15, I'll put it on the screen. He says, instead... Instead, like, like a okay, k. that's not how you should think, talk, or plan. Instead, as a believer, you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and we will do this. If the Lord wills. James is saying a huge part of the spiritual maturity thing of, of, of becoming the kind of people God wants us to be is making sure that our entire life is centered around what God wants, not what we want. Can I say that again? But a huge part of spiritual maturity... Alright, becoming the people God wants us to be is us not saying, uh, "Hey, Hey, God, I want this. How's your prayer life, by the way? You know most Christians when we pray, you know what it sounds like? God, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. And James is going, gosh, you sound like kids, right? I, I, listen, my kids are getting older, but it's still, even as teenagers, right? I remember you guys with the young ones, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. It doesn't get any better. Now they just want more expensive stuff, right? I want this, I want that, I want, I want, I want. James is going, man, you sound like little kids. It's not about what you want. Your life should be centered around what God wants. Guys, if you walk, around, walk away this morning with one thing from this message, let it be this, is that God's goal for our life is that we would care more about what He wants than what we want, right? That's what it looks like to grow up in, in our faith. And somebody says, well, why? Pastor, why is that the case? Well, I, I don't know, because our example in this whole thing, right? Jesus, that's what His life was centered around. But listen to what Jesus says here in John 6. He writes, I have come down from heaven... So Jesus is telling you, this is why I came. Ready? This is, this is the purpose of my life. He says, I've come down from heaven, ready? Not to do my own will. Not to do what I want. Okay? But, but the will of Him who sent me. To do what He wants. Right? And He says, this is the will of Him who sent me. That I should lose none of those that He's given to me. But I should raise them up on the last day. Okay? This is the will of my Father that everyone who sees the Son and believes in Him will have eternal life and I will raise Him up on the last day. Jesus is saying, listen, all 33 years that I walked the face of this planet, everything I did, every miracle I produced, every person I healed, every sermon I preached, every word I spoke, Every act I committed was done with one thing in mind. Will this please my Father? That was his whole life. His entire life was centered, was focused on what God wanted. And guys, James is saying, hey listen, this is kind of one of those duh moments, right? He's going, hey, duh, Christians, that's that's little Christ, your example that guy you're supposed to look like, that you call yourself after, Christ, little Christians, your life has to look like his life. Your life has to be centered around this one theme. What does God want? Not what do I want? Alright? It's a huge part of growing up and being like the people God wants us to be. Second thing, okay? First thing, God's will should be the focus of our lives. Second point, huge implications of that truth is that means that all of our plans should be fully submitted to God's will? Y'all, public speaking after COVID is awesome. Um, that means that all of our plans should be fully submitted to God's will. Okay? So James starts with uh, the negative example. I'll put it on the screen for you. Let's read through what you're not supposed to do. This is how you're not supposed to think or plan, or live. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we'll travel to such and such city, and spend a year there, and do business, and make profit. Yet you do not know, what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be. For you're like a vapor, that appears for a little while, and then vanishes. Right? So like that's, that's not how you're supposed to think. So then, then our key verse, verse 15, I'll put it on the screen again. Instead, this is the way you're supposed to think, this is how you should plan, you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and we will do this and we will do that. And this entire story, guys, uh, and, and, and you'll notice their plans, by the way, our plans are always about me. They're always about us. They're always about uh, earthly stuff. They're about, uh, you know, they're, they're either about wealth, health, uh, you know, security, those kind of it, It's all earthly. And, and, and so he gets on to them. That, that's what they're boasting about. It it reminds me of that story from the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 12. If you want to turn there, you can. If not, just listen. Uh, Luke chapter 12, starting in verse 16, Jesus tells this parable. It says, He tells him a parable. A rich man's land was very productive. He thought to himself, What should I do since I don't have anywhere to store my crops? Well, I'll do this, he said. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones and store all my grain and my goods there. Then I'll say to myself... Man, you've got many goods stored up for many years. Take it easy. Eat, drink, and enjoy yourself. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is demanded of you, and the things that you have prepared, whose will they be? That is how it is with the one who stores up treasure for himself, but is not rich towards God. You see see the similarities there? The guys in our passage that James talking about, he says, spiritually immature people—they're just thinking about themselves. What do I want? What would make my life easier? Right. Same thing in, in this parable Jesus tells. What, what, what would make my life? You know what? Then I'll, I don't have to do anything. I can relax. Me, me, me. It's all based on worldly stuff. And God in both situations is like, no, that's not how you should live. It's not about what you want. It's about what God wants. Right. I, I, I honestly believe that's what. Solomon had in mind when he penned these words in Proverbs 16, 9. He says a person's heart, uh, a person's heart plans his way. It's all all about us. A person's heart plans his way, right? But the Lord determines his steps. The Lord, like our lives should be about the Lord, not about us, Right? And I want to say this to you. Some of you are planners and you're like, man, Jason's really getting on to me. My wife's a planner. She is uh, one of God's greatest gifts to me, y'all. I love the way that she thinks. John, who we just hired, he is a planner. Uh, He's a great gift to me in ministry because of the way he thinks. It's not a sin to plan. Okay, we, we need to say that clearly. In fact, the Bible calls us to plan. It said, who, who of you should take up a project like building a tower without first sitting down and figuring out all the costs, right? It's important to plan. But I, I want you to know that planning can become sinful when your plans are just about you. When it's all about you, that's when it can, it can twist and it can turn pretty easy because a couple of things are going to happen. Either your whole life will be centered around you and not the Lord. That's what happened in these instances. And then we start to boast, oh, well, then I can do this, I can do that, I can do that. We haven't taken any of those things to the Lord and said, Lord, is this what you want? Right? So so that's a problem. Or we can get so caught up in those plans that they keep us up at night. Anybody guilty of that? That's called worry. See, that's the sinful part, not the plan. The sinful part is when I don't submit my plan to God. Right? When I don't say, Lord, here's what I was thinking Right? It means we hold all our plans loosely. You guys good at holding loosely? Anybody good at that? Or you hold tightly? Come on. Who, which one are you? Okay, let's do, a, let's do a quick survey. All right? When it comes to your plans, uh, how many of you are a tight gripped planner? Come on, let me see those hands. I, that's most of us, right? A- any of you are, are really just, ha- well, how many of you are not planners at all? You are fly by the seat of your pants. God bless you. You're my tribe, right? I love you guys. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think ahead a lot, all those kind of things. But I'm like, cool. Like, I'm the guy, like, you can't do it anymore. I used to drive up to movie theaters at random times just to see what was showing. And I'd just go, oh, yeah, cool, let's stop. And one starts in 30. You can't do that anymore, right? But I I would live that way. That'd be my vacation right there. My wife is like, no, sir. We're going to plan out every single day. God bless her. Okay, right. It's not a sin to plan. It's not. It's a sin to spend our whole life asking God, what do I want, what do I want, what I want? Not God, what do you want? What do you want, what do you want? Okay? It's a huge difference. So, so that kind of leads to the third point. Is it living with this kind of mindset, this kind of kingdom-focused mindset? It should result in radically different daily decisions. Okay? Like, like centering my whole life around wanting to do the will of God, should result in radically different daily decisions. Okay, And, and so again, the, the key passage, verse 15, on the screen one more time. Uh, here is, I think. <clears throat> yep. Uh, instead, you should say, this is the way you should live. If the Lord wills, what God wants, we will live and we will do this and we will do that. It's an entirely different way of living. And again, we, we see this all throughout the teachings of Jesus, right? Um, Jesus, for instance, uh, is trying to teach his disciples how to live. They're like, you're, you're so different than us. How, how could we be more like you? How, we, we notice you, you pray so different than we pray. Again, how do we pray? Lord, I want, I want, I want. They're like, teach us how you pray. And he goes, well, here's how you should pray. Shouldn't be about what you want, right? Shouldn't, that shouldn't be the focus. So he says, therefore, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. And this is how you should pray. Your kingdom come. Right? Your will be done. That's how our prayers should look. God, God, I want what you want. That's what needs to come on earth. Earth is broken. My life is broken. It's not right. I need you. I need your kingdom in my life. I need your will in my life. My will is jacked up every day. Right? God, I need you. I need to do it your way. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. And then, and then again, notice this is a daily thing. Then what's the next thing? Give, give me today just what I need today. Do you notice there's no worry in that? Right? Why? Because I've submitted my plans to God. I'm not tight-fisted with my plans. I'm loose-handed with my plans. God, I've used the mind you've given me. I feel like this is the tower I'm supposed to build. I've I've estimated the cost. I'm going to walk in obedience. But God, if it's not of you, then change it. Your will be done, not my will be done. Just give me what I need today. Help me make it through today. Let me rest my head on the pillow today. I won't worry about tomorrow. Right? Just today, it changes the way we live, y'all. This mindset changes the way we live. If we follow through this same teaching, it's the same message, a little further down in Matthew 6. He, he says this, this is how it changes your daily life, Matthew 6, 19. He says, so, so therefore, don't store up treasures for yourself on earth. So don't do that. Instead, what do you do? You, you store up treasures for yourself in heaven. That changes your daily... It's not about me God, what do you want? Not what do I want, what do you want, right? He, he goes on, same sermon. Matthew 6, 25. Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life. Okay, so don't worry. Contextually here, he's going to go on and say, and here's why. Because God sees you, God knows you, God loves you. He cares about you more than, more than the, the lilies of the field and the birds of the air. He'll take care of you because he's God and he knows you and loves you. And, and so, so it ends by him saying, so instead, so don't worry, but instead, ready, but seek first instead the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So he's like, don't, don't be so tight-fisted with your plans. Don't, don't spend your whole life worrying, will I get this? Live this way, kind of, kind of just loose-handed. Okay, God, I use the brand you give. And instead, he says, ready, seek first, Make your priority the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Another way to say that, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, is to say make first God and his will. Make that the focus of your life. And y'all, you know, I, I don't think I'd have to ask too hard, you know, for us to have a little spirit of conviction here and to be honest and transparent before God and ask ourselves, is that really how we're living right now? I mean, if we're, honest, if we're brutally honest, is that really what we're waking up every... I don't think it is. I don't think I think most of us are just trying to get through. I think most of us are coming up with our best thoughts and our and, and, and James is going, yeah, that's that's what the early church looked like too. But that's not how you need to live as a believer in Christ. We have the answer. We we know the teacher, and he knows us intimately, and he wants us to be changed in our daily decisions because we exist not for us but for him. Now, can you imagine how radically that could change your experience every day? Anybody getting a picture in your mind about how different that could be? Anybody? Right? I get a picture of what that would look like in church. Can you, can you? I mean, that's what we're praying about in this church. How radically different could church be when we show up and we show up? Can you imagine if when you walked onto this property or our new property, that the, the one thing in your mind that day was, Lord, how will you use me today? To bless somebody else and bring them into your kingdom how different would that be y'all right most of us are thinking man i hope the A- ac is working i they better have coffee i hope we sing something i like man i hope the pastor doesn't step on my toes too much right i mean we're these are the thoughts we're th- and, but imagine we got up sunday morning and we rolled out of bed and we thought man who am i gonna bless today god who's coming to the kingdom today who am i gonna love today who's gonna feel welcome today because of me right? If my whole mindset changed, that when somebody came through the doors, if you sat within a 10-foot radius of me, buddy, you're going to get welcomed. You're going to get hugged. I'm going to know your name. When you come back next week, I'm going to greet you by your first name because this is my area, right? Because God's going to use me to impact his kingdom. Lord, your will be done in my life. not about me. God, it's about you. That's whoa, y'all. Whoa, right? And I believe with all my heart that is exactly what God wants from us, in us, through us. Okay? So what do we do? Well, it all starts with Jesus, right? So Jesus literally said, hey, why did I come? Lord, I came, not for me. I came, I set my face to Jerusalem. I came for your plan, God, to save your people. So it starts here. Application-wise, man, you've got to receive Jesus. That's where it's got to start. If you're here today and you haven't Listen, I know most of you, but if you haven't, it's got to start there. That's why Jesus came, y'all. It's why we exist. It's why we worship. By the way, it's why, and we're gonna roll out kind of what we're 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 looking to make a change after Labor Day, uh, and we're going to start practicing in this building what we're going to do in the new building. It's going to be weird, because this building isn't the new building, and we could keep doing what we're doing, but we got to start practicing for who we're going to be, and we're going to make... And and that whole... All of everything we're doing is focused around people coming to know Jesus. People being loved. People being welcomed. People hearing the gospel clearly. Us serving others. Being others-focused, Right? And so we've got this great opportunity, and so, but it all starts here. Everything is about Jesus. If you are hearing my voice uh, online, uh, maybe you're hearing that for the first time, here in person, you've never received Jesus, talk to us, reach out to us, send us an email. Uh, if you're watching online, it's a great way. I, I will call you back. Email me. Uh, it's jason at FBCElgin.org. You can email our office. It's on our website. Contact us. We will talk to you about the Lord. Same thing. If you're here in person, I'll be here at the end of service. John Patterson will be up here at the end of service. We want to talk to you, okay, about how to get your life right and centered around Jesus. So we're here for you for that, okay? Second, if we receive Christ, we need to make sure we're, we're daily renewing our mind, okay? Why do we have to renew our mind, all right? Because we exist, right, for our will or for His will? For His will, let me show you why you have to renew your mind. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Here's what it says. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of God, uh, God's mercy, I urge you, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Uh, this is your true or your spiritual act of worship. So here's the key. <clears throat> Don't be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And get this next part. So that, that means renewing our mind does something so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Oh, did y'all see that? Did you know that we can know the will of God? Hello? Everybody wants to know. I just want to know what God wants. He, God tells you what He wants. It's in His Word. You just have to renew your mind by, the, by, by reading and studying His Word, praying about it, meditating on it. God will show you what He wants. But you've got to be in the Word. Listen, if you're not right now, you're struggling to read your Bible? Man, I get it. It's hard. It's summer. Okay? Uh, this week, we've got Bible reading plans down here. This week, we're finishing up Exodus. Just jump in. Be like, well, I didn't start Exodus. It's cool. Just pick the day. Finish the chapter, because then we're going to start Joshua next week. Okay? So just, gra- just get in the Bible. It- every day, you open God's Word. God wants to speak to you. He'll reveal something to you. Okay? Don't let guilt keep you away from it. Just get in. Just get in. All right? So we, so we can know the will of God. So we've got to receive Jesus. We've got to renew our minds. Last thing. Um, last thing, I'll let you go. And then we have to align our life with God's will. We have to align our life. That means we're submitting all of our plans unto God's will. That we're holding them very loosely. God, here's what I was thinking and all the stuff you gave me, but what do you want? What do you want? Okay, God, now, now I know what you want, so now I've got I've to gotta take what I thought and I've, I've got to allow you to transform it into what you want and then I'm going to live that out, Okay? And so as we renew our mind, God starts to clarify what we were thinking, and we change course, okay? So people that don't like change, get over it. God is, like, God is spirit, hello. That's like, God always shifts. Like, I mean, he, 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 God never changes, but he sure does make us change directions, right? So you got you to gotta get, so hold it, hold it loosely, man. Hold it loosely. Uh, one of my favorite verses is Jesus says, if anyone wants to come after me, he's going to deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me, right? Well, guess what? Do you know why he says you have to deny yourself first? Because it's impossible to carry your cross if you're always carrying all your own plans and stuff, right? If I'm, al- if I'm always living my life for me, I'm carrying my stuff, it's impossible for me to carry the cross if my hands are full with me, okay? So it begins with this denial of stuff. Guys, listen. Uh, ultimately, it comes down to this question. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Okay? You may say that's a dumb question. No, it's really not. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched that game show. Most fifth graders are smarter than me. If a fifth grader is smarter than you, then God definitely is. Because here's what it boils down to. Do you know best or does he? Are your plans best or his? If God is who the Bible says he is, that means that he's all-knowing, you're beat. But it also means that he's all-loving. He is more loving. He loves you more than you love yourself which means that his all-knowing plan for you is better than anything you could come up with on your own or by yourself. So you can spend your life like this, oh, but I, me, 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 or you can spend your life going, God, what do you want? It's about you, it's about you, it's about you, because you know me, and you love me, and I trust you. Father, may your will be done in my life. Would you guys pray with me? God, change our life. God, change this church. Make us so focused on your will that we look radically different to a watching world. Please, King Jesus, may your kingdom come in us today. Amen, amen, amen.